Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 62 of the Play By Ear podcast. Welcome. 62. Please sign in. As always, audience, somebody on the ground with us. Hall of Famer. Dinner. All right. Uh, want to thank Howard McLean last week uh, once again for being here in Todd's stead. Uh, things went well. Um, we, uh, we had a good time. And Josh is, uh, or Josh. You know, I, saw, I saw Josh Michael, and I said Josh. Hello, Josh. Um, you know, Howard, uh, Howard, a uh, regular in our audience, and uh, I'm sure he'll be here tonight. He generally is, unless something's going on. But uh, again, thank him. And uh, again, Todd is back from his uh, Florida Day vacation. Anything good to report from the uh, Sunshine State? It's, it's, it's Florida. Oh, you seeing family you? down there, seeing the brother and oh, the yeah. sister-in-law. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Did I you love, see any poor pie? I love Florida. I did see a lot of poor pie. Uh, they were very playful uh, swimming, I would say, a few hundred feet from us. So, I, when I was uh, on the Gulf a couple weeks ago, I had the rare honor of when we play I Spy to kind of keep the kids quiet. I spotted a poor pie as we were, like, yeah. driving slowly in traffic, and it's like, ooh, ooh. Often, so well, I was it, happy. And most people know my fear of sharks. And uh, so, funny, we go to the beach, and um, Celia, myself, and the kids, we are going to have some lunch at a restaurant there at the beach. And my brother and, and then one of his friends, they were going to go ahead and go into the beach for a little while. So we sit down at our table that just happened to be facing the ocean. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a fin. Like... It's, it's, it's there's some distance so I'm like okay maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me I look up and I'd be damned if I don't see another a, a fin and I'm like okay I, I, it, it's real I, I see a fin so and, and you know obviously you can tell the difference between a, a shark and a dolphin because the dolphin you know the, the dolphin kind of raises and here yeah. it's like this yeah and and so but but there were th- a couple things blocking my view there was a do- uh, um, a pier and, and a couple uh like a walking path there were things blocking my view so all i see is, is a fin and then the fin disappears and so i text my brother and i said i know you're going to think i'm just being paranoid but i really did see uh, a fin down there and uh he texted back about 10 minutes later and said that um they'd already seen they were dolphins you know nothing to worry about but it was just just the perfect mixture of, of <laughs> what i didn't need to see because i could only see about a you know at least in front of my eyes a few feet as far as left to right so all i see is a fin come up and then and then it swim away so for all i knew they were sharks and but they weren't they ended up being dolphins i'm glad you made it through unscathed yeah and i learned something else about dolphins too that um you know when you're watching them when you see them doing their little they're playing they don't seem very big they seem pretty small um 
but then we were on the pier looking down and, and one of them just happened to be below us and kind of rolled over and it showed its belly and, and you know so it was a, it was more spirit d's it was it was more straight as opposed to the humped back you know yeah and much bigger than what than what i realized sizable from snout to tail from snout to tail yeah very sizable all right uh, don't mean to uh, ignore brady liming brady liming with us here tonight i will not be ignored not be. Uh, welcome, John. Uh, Miss Wilson. Uh, Todd, is that new? Your new Floridian look? Yeah. Well, I, I wear a lot of fedoras, but I, I did buy this one in Florida just for that for that reason. So this is the only one I own that is woven or whatever you call this material. Weed. Woven. Weaving. Howard. Hello, Howard. Howard with Thank us. you, sir. Uh, Darcy James. Uh, Darcy! As far as I know, Darcy's a first-timer. Welcome. And uh, I would say there are 14 people in our various rooms right now. Please sign in. Because I, I'm i always happy to talk to people, and, and they always say, well, how's the podcast going? I listen, and I you know, put it on when I'm doing laundry, or I heard that one this week. Uh, but there are people in the room, and we don't know you're in the room unless you comment. We see a number. We don't know who all those numbers are, but uh, like I said, comments. We can say hello, if nothing else. You don't have to comment any other. You can just listen, obviously, but uh, uh, certainly we want to know you're there. Uh, Sarah with us today. Sarah. Sarah. I made sure I sent out plenty of invites and a crash commercial message this morning. (laughs) Mr. Heron, welcome. Howdy, howdy. Gary Troutman, yo. Hello, Gary. MTV Raps. Ed Lover. Ed Lover. That's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> Thanks, Howard. Who was, who was the uh, great job last week, Howard? Thanks for filling in, bud. Uh, Stephanie Rhodes with us. Welcome. Stephanie. Who was Ed Lover's partner in um, on Yo MTV Raps? Dr. Dre, but not Dr. that one. Not Yeah, the other Dr. Dre. Yeah. The other Dr. Dre. How would you like to be the other Dr. Dre? <laughs> and you know what? The, uh, that's when the, um, you know... Well, what was the name of his famous uh, The Chronic was that, what, was that the the album that broke Dr. Dre you know when that came out I thought oh the OMTV raps guy totally not him you know yeah, yeah. So, I, I remember thinking that too well, Miss Wilson never thought she'd hear say Todd was sporting a weave <laughs> come to think of it I wouldn't have thought that either yeah <laughs> I was joking around before we went on air I'll have to it, I'll have to model my beach bucket hat that just happened to be beside my chair. Looks like a cross between uh, beekeeping and, uh, I don't know, Gilligan. <laughs> All right. Uh, to those in the audience, to those who are watching, who will be watching or listening, if you've never been here before, we all come to the table with a topic. We talk 20-ish minutes on the topic, and as we always say, it's more on the ish side than the 20 side, uh, but it does provide some sort of uh, structure, as little structure as we have here, but uh, we uh, we will talk uh, at length on a topic that we've never discussed before the show. So, uh, I guess I kind of made an executive decision. I put us in order on the screen that we'll be presenting our topics. I... As usual, we'll have a game to round things out. And uh, Brady will lead us off. Todd will be 
in the middle and again I will round it out. So with that, ready liming, your 20 minutes are moving. I have the floor. You have the floor. Um, okay, so what we are going to do, this is going to be kind of light and fun, but also thought-provoking and probing. And um, what we are going to discuss, there's tons of shows about conspiracy theories and, um, you know, conspiracies, YouTube, top 10 conspiracies. But, you know, most of them are pretty much really discounted. But every once in a while, there's some legit conspiracies that, you know, people can wrap their heads around. And we're going to be kind of talking about um, conspiracy theory that we actually believe. One that we can wrap our head around. And um, I'm going to kick it off by uh, starting with mine. And uh, this is what I truly believe that as a youth, I never knew it was a conspiracy. It wasn't until much later. But it was about, I believe, the 1982 NBA draft, either 81 or 82, when the, um, when the New York Knicks won the lottery where they, they were, like, depending on how bad your record was, they were called the lottery teams. And the worse your record was, you get the more balls and the, um, like, the bingo thing, the, like they do bingo calling thing for the lottery, you know, the, the ping pong balls flopping around well, the New York Knicks, if I remember correctly, had the best of the worst records. They were the last lottery team, the first team eliminated from playoffs. And there's many that believe that um, the NBA conspired with the New York Knicks so they would land Patrick Ewing. That was 85. 85. 1985. Really? Is it that yes. late? That because if you, if you remember... Villanova beat Georgetown for the NCAA yeah. championship in 1985. Yeah. What, was it uh, 1982? Ed Pinkney. Ed Pinkney, yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed Pinkney's Villanova, yeah. Yeah. What, Future was Boston Celtics. The year that um, Michael Jordan's North Carolina beat Georgetown? 82, yes. Yeah. See, for some reason, I was thinking, but that was Patrick Ewing's like freshman year. He was, yeah, like, he was year. around, a, yeah, a couple years after that, but that's when he entered, you know, my world of sports fandom but um yeah but so many think that because new york is the big market team there are a lot of people that think that that was rigged that um and it's not just oh it's because it, like there are a lot of people on record saying that the fix was in yeah I, I believe you can go you can find footage online of, of i know you can of that draft and, and that would have been that was even that was before that was before the draft got big. That was still, right. like the draft was in like a, a break room of a. I mean, it was of a hotel, it, the Holiday yeah, Inn. Yeah, it wasn't a big to do, but I, I believe you can find some footage out there um, that might sway your opinion one way or the other, whether you believe that or not. But I think wasn't there the deal where they said that something about uh, bending the envelopes? Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it, like I said, it wasn't on my radar at the time. It wasn't until I, I think I saw an ESPN 30 for 30 or something. It was, like, from a legit news source. And then when I started digging into it, I really believe that that happened. That that, yeah. that was one that I do believe because there seems to be a, a big paper trail. Yeah. So. A little side uh, question here, but would you put Patrick Ewing on your top players to never win a championship? I would put him in my top five list, probably. Of yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, 
and you know part of the reason is because he was stuck with the Knicks. Yeah. You know, Correct. had he gone other places. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, that that's a conspiracy that I, I I'm totally behind. I believe that yeah. somebody and I think that will be confirmed in our lifetimes that you know was David Stern the uh, the NBA commissioner back then before somebody that was, passes away. Yeah, because well, because David Stern was was the kind of the driving force behind the, the draft uh, lottery and the whole idea. You know, he, he we kind of owe it to him for getting the, the lottery in, in the, the event is you know yeah. to the size that it once that it that became. But yeah, I I say thumbs up that that was a that most likely happened. So I, I don't mean to be like a spoiler, but I totally forgot. I got all excited, and that's what I was going to do. I was going to throw it to you, the jury, and the uh, and the audience. Um, so we'll kind of do the thumbs up or thumbs down, whether you buy it or not. And um, I give that one a thumbs up. I believe that that was rigged. I buy it. Yes. I'm, I'm giving the I'm giving the Bill Clinton thumbs up there. I just realized that. <laughs> not quite showing you all the thumb, kind of. Yeah. Just the tip. Just the <laughs> <laughs> Close, but no. <laughs> yeah, right. So. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, so are we, are you just throwing different conspiracy theories out there for vote, or are we all chiming in? Well, I'll hit some, and then I want you guys to speak up. You know, like, it, if there's one, may, may, it, it is organic. Um, um, would you like? Would you go, would you fellas like to tackle one before I give go from the list? No, no, I mean, yeah. you can go ahead. Go ahead. I right. don't have any off the top of my head to be honest with you. But okay, me. let's go with um, this one. Moon landing faked. Hmm. Are you saying you believe that, or are you putting it out for vote? I'm putting no, it out I, for vote, but I can tell I you, that. Eric. Yeah, I give that one a thumbs down. Um, just, uh, you know, just basically all I had to do is look at old Buzz Aldrin. And it, when he was eight, when he was in his, you know, 80s and he punched out a dude that asked him, why'd you fake the moon landing? And it, <laughs> it, and it elicited a reaction up to him where he decked the guy. That should yeah. tell you all you need to know. I don't, I think what I would like to know about that, and, and maybe this would be a good thing to dissect as far as all conspiracy uh you know whether why do people not believe that what do you know what i mean what is the what is the driving force what is the catalyst for not believing for believing that was all fake what i would say just general distrust of the government yeah they um because um in preparation my end of preparation for this show i actually read an article who believes conspiracy theories there's a little bit of a profile everybody kind of you know will delve into one but there there is a profile and um it's, it's not only always exactly what you think it is and they said it, it's not a slam dunk there's different you know varying degrees and it's not like the fbi can make a profile of a conspiracy you know where a psychologist can make a conspiracy believer but there are certain things but disaffected and mistrust but is but, definitely. I mean, I am typically I. I'm down. I'm I'm in the middle. I believe a lot of conspiracies. I disbelieve a lot. I don't know that you could trust the government any less than I do. And I still think it's foolish to think that 
it was just made up that we landed on the moon. I guess, I, you know, maybe it's because of my age. I don't really know. I, I just don't know what what was what would have been gained by. I think it was people that were saying it was Cold War chest dumping. Probably yeah, it was like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was what was to be gained at the time that we were basically beating the Russians there. That was the whole yeah. crux of the thing with JFK. We're going to beat the Soviet Union to the moon. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. I mean, um, so, so a couple comments here. Uh, Sarah, something to do with shadows, too. Yes, I've, I've heard that. Like, uh, there's studio shadows in some of these pictures. And again, I kind of discount it. But, uh, uh, Darcy, the amount of shady things the government does, though, the Tuskegee experiment is a really good example as to government distrust. That is true. And, and, you know, a lot of times these things will come out in the uh, later history, and we find out what the government did. And sometimes, you know, the government will say, we did a bad thing, and we'll basically pay for it. Uh, Howard, one of the driving forces for not believing was the burgeoning special effects industry in Hollywood. That is true. Uh, Miss Wilson, I've heard the people don't believe moving landing because the flag is shown flying out, but it wouldn't do that without wind. Um, I actually have heard the exact from Neil Armstrong, the man that was on the moon, if you believe that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but they, they, the, the flag was not total um, cloth. It had wire in it, right? It was stiff, yeah. yeah they, it had they wire. Like um, tin foil or one of the, it was bendy and pliable. Like, you put it yeah. And they just kind of molded it like that, and they pulled it out of storage in the capsule and planted it. So it was already stiff. So was the purpose of that? Was the purpose of that? I assume just for a better picture, because if the flag just would have been you know, flaccid and, and just drooping, I mean, it wouldn't have been yeah, a very good picture. Or, or going straight up, you know, it would get, well, that, yeah, you know, like that's true. Yeah, it would have been. It would be so, yeah. Either way, it wouldn't have looked as flag-like. Um, and so, something you have to remember, too, when they planted the flag, which caused it to move, there's less resistance in space. So if it were moving, it would continue to move and not necessarily stop real correct. quickly. So yeah, there's that. Um, so uh, I, I think that's one of the... Okay, and let's go on since we're talking about things terrestrial and extraterrestrial sort of um flat earth that governments for years have covered up that the earth is flat i saw a documentary about the flat earth society convention and the went i was like okay i want to understand them i don't i i, I just I mean, all it, Todd, you look out over the ocean. I mean, that's all you have to do, right? Yep. I mean, you can see the curvature. I mean, if it were flat, there would be a curvature with it. Yeah. And the thing is, they showed that, guys. Like, dude, here is video footage of this. And it, was like, it was all fake. It was all fake. There was going to be no convincing him. None at all. So, you know, well, that's there, one. Yeah, there are still, uh, I mean, there's an NBA player here in the last year that said something about their belief. I can't remember who it was. Um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah about the Earth being flat. I mean, so that's... There are still... I really think that was for attention. I th- he's a Duke educated, and Kyrie Irving is a smart guy, like, high IQ guy. I think he's just flapping his gums for notoriety. He kind of likes that. 
whether it be positive or negative, he likes that attention and that, you know, focus. But, um, yeah. um, all right. How about this? Totally different direction. I'll come back to extraterrestrials later, just a spoiler. But, okay. That record industry and bands that worship Satan hide backwards subliminal messages in their music. So when you used to put on your vinyl and run it backwards at the beginning of Def Leppard, you know, that, that was clearly backward mass, but there was these hidden messages that were subliminal. Eric, give the give the snowblind uh, speech, the live sticks snowblind <laughs> speech verbatim, word for word, Fiscus. I knew you were going to ask me that. I, I was trying to <laughs> trying to conjure up the words I, I can paraphrase. Uh, Sticks was uh, accused of backward satanic messaging in the song Snowblind, uh, but as uh, James Young can stand before you this evening, the devil had nothing to do with this next song. Yes. Um, there we go. And actually, they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they actually did put some backward messaging in some of their songs as a kind of a thumbing of the nose sort of thing. But uh, and see, and, and that's the thing. There are very obvious, like Def Leppard, like Prince at the end of Darling Nikki, and then there are some very obvious. You know, um, actually, some friends of mine were in a band and they put a backward message. I think it said, "Orange marmalade makes my stool soft." <laughs> and they ran and they did the backward come on, come on. and they did just pick some ridiculous sentence I'm really not making that up that's what it said and right. uh, so but like subliminal like um, there was a kiss song that if you ran it backwards it said Lucifer Lucifer night me night me and right. I listened to that many times and it's like it's right there it's right there it's like sorry buddy it just says like yeah well and, and it, like you guys were saying I mean kind of created their own, you know, accused people of it, and then all of a sudden, you know, bands are going to do it for fun just to mess with people. Oh, yeah. And then well, also, you... people hear what they want to hear, and you got to remember, you know, of uh, how many uh, of those songs were listened to under the influence. Correct. So, which will, which will, uh, yeah. Well, do you all remember who was at the forefront of the uh, backward satanic messaging sort of thing? Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. No, I mean, who who in the uh, public was pushing that whole narrative? Oh, um, a guy, I, I his first name might be Don, but I know his last name. It's either Bob or Don Larson. He was a televangelist and had a radio show. And I mean... Well, he, and, he was one, but there, were, there was one that's t- more famous. Tipper Gore? There you go. Tipper Gore. Yeah, Tipper she, Gore. She was at the forefront the, through the... Uh, uh, M, what was it called? The uh, M, something. Um, the the PMRC. PMRC. There yeah, you go. I, I I knew she was uh, you know big on trying to get music censored, but I, I didn't really know that she was connected to the backward satanic message accusation. Yeah. But uh, there's there's nothing uh, more fun to watch to me than watching um, D. Snyder <laughs> uh, <laughs> just completely destroy her in the uh, the Senate hearing there. Uh, you know, she definitely thought this dumbass rock star was coming in there, you know, not right. going to have a brain one in his head. And he pretty much showed her that he was playing <laughs> chess while she was playing checkers. Um, oh, 
and probably the most legally famous situation with backward messaging was uh, Judas Priest. They got sued for, they committed suicide because yeah. uh, the song Suicide Salute was, was that, that Judas Ozzie. Priest? That's Ozzie. That's right. Yeah, Ozzie, the, it was over the lyrics. Judas Priest was the backwards of Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Ozzie, it was, uh, he was accused of uh, the line, get your guns out. Yeah. And then saying, shoot. Get the gun, get the gun, do get it, the, do it, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, he says he wasn't saying that. Um, if you think that's what you're hearing, then you can make it sound like that in your head. But And the irony is that song is about drinking yourself to death and don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The opening lyric, wine is fine, but whiskey's quicker, suicide is sold at liquor. And it's a big cautionary tale. Somebody right. wasn't doing their homework. I think... And that's something that, and I know this is what we're kind of getting off on a tangent here, but the, um, I think that was something about, you know, misunderstanding. If you're not a music person or you're not a, you know, you're not a fan of rock and roll and you're not a, you know, you don't listen to words or you don't, or you, you maybe take things too black and white as far as work, then, then you miss a lot. And, and I think that, you know, take Pat Benatar, Hell is for Children. You know, if you were to listen to that song or just listen to the lyric or even hear the title, Hell is for Children, oh my gosh, what a terrible song. You know, what a, but when you listen to it, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. That's the best example I can think of right now where you just, if you don't put the time in to understand what they're trying to say, then. Stripers to hell with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Now that seems pretty black and white to me, or excuse me, yellow and black to me. <laughs> but like, but. <laughs> There were people that discounted it because it had the word hell in it. It totally yeah. missed the message, you know. But anyway, back to I got, probably I got, the whole episode on this. I got, I got, I got sundry comments here Get to the audience. Uh, Howard, uh, yes, my uncle Eugene, my dad's sister's husband, uh, was a radar tech for the airport force, uh, lived in Airborne, worked out a right path. But he worked the Apollo mission, said the moon landing was 100% real. He's in on it. He's covering up. <laughs> yeah, he's in on the conspiracy. Uh, April, welcome. Uh, the Bible talks about the earth being flat, so people use that as well as an argument. And uh, Miss Wilson also talks about a uh, person at the laundromat told her the earth was flat because the Bible says it is. And the angels were of a, four corners. Hell of a conversation to have at the laundromat. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you invite such a conversation? Underwear. And oh, by the way, the earth is flat because the angels are... Uh, uh, Darcy says hollow earth is more believable than flat earth. I don't, I don't disagree yeah. with that. Not sure I believe either, but... Uh, well, I know I don't believe either, but you're right. I, I would believe that before. Yeah. Uh, back to the uh, backward messaging. Uh, Gene Simmons said the Kiss only used the Satan angle because it sold records, and yeah. uh, Gene Simmons was oh, about yeah. green. That was well, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before. I always crack up at you know my brother. I was, you know, my brother's eleven years older than me, and uh, he had Kiss posters on his wall, and I remember being absolutely scared to death looking at the posters of Kiss on the wall. And then when I got a little older and heard their songs, and it's like, you mean that band? <laughs> Is singing sings, sings Beth? Beth? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Um, well, think about the PMRC when the stickers went on the warning labels. I don't know about you guys, but I distinctively remember like when rap started and everything. I, I purposely saw, looked at the warning. Yes. Had the warning. I, I need. I need to buy those records because yeah. they had a label on them. 
All right, uh, Miss Wilson. Also, one of the Beatles albums supposedly said Paul is dead. That is true. I remember watching a. I was going to bring that up. I, I remember watching a uh, a documentary. I forget what it was on. Probably Netflix about the whole conspiracy thing with Paul. McCoy. It, I was it, going there next, Todd. But I'll be honest with you. It it damn near made you believe it. For I mean, like, it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it wasn't a very like, uh, well produced. Uh, you know, heavily backed. You know, financially documentary. But it it. It almost made you believe it, and I think partly because, again, I think the Beatles were probably having some fun and playing into it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, they had a ball with that um, down to, like, on the uh, Abbey Road album. Paul is one only purposely didn't wear shoes because, like, uh, you know, you're not buried in shoes, and then huh. he did that on purpose, like, all the little things. Um, Wait a minute, you're not? What? You're not buried in shoes? No. No, you're not. But um, it's like I would have known that. But to end this backward masking thing, I do. There, there is only one example that I heard that I could almost see where it might have been, but it took a little bit of mental gymnastics. It was another one bites the dust by Queen, and when you ran it backwards, there's this one part that says, "I like to smoke marijuana," yeah. and it, it, it sounded exactly like that. Well, it's and, fun to smoke marijuana. Was the actual supposed yeah, line? Well, uh, and yeah, again. That's I, I don't know that that's even conspiracy. I mean, that's I, I could just see them, you know, just doing that just for fun. Um, uh, but speaking I don't of which, think I would have heard it if nobody would have told me that's what I was supposed to say. Though. Oh yeah. What about the um, not the not backwards uh, messages so much, but the Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, they claim that they did not do it. Uh, it would be one of the biggest coincidences oh. in music. Had they not, um, so I don't know whether I believe them. So I kind of believe that conspiracy that they. Uh, I, I'm getting on board, and for those I know, there's probably a couple people out there that might not be aware of it. That if you start Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album, right when the credits begin at Wizard of Oz, and you turn the sound down on Wizard of Oz, what's being said on the album kind of reflects what's going on in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, it's it's eerily I mean it, it's eerie it does I mean uh, right down to like they're walking in time with the music like it's not even just the it's not even just the scenes of the movie that are matching up to the lyrics they're literally moving to the beat to the the rhythm How does and explain uh, the flying monkeys well and like I know some of the things and, and people may chime in that it's been years since I've even watched them uh, I used to have a copy of it on VHS that was done that was already overlaid yeah it was already overlaid which made it a lot easier because you didn't have to time it because it was supposed to be where if you push play right when the lion roared or the third time or something of the um but one of the um the uh lunatic is in the grass and it's the scene where the scarecrow is like dancing is like He's kind of dancing crazy in the, in the grass. I mean, there, yeah. there's just things like that that are just too big of coincidences that they had to have done that. So I, I guess my response to that would be, who would have ever discovered that if they didn't plant the seed somewhere and say, oh, That's, by the way, it, it had to be done on purpose. That is an excellent point. Excellent point, and I swear I've never thought of that. Yeah. It, Very good, Mr. Same, same. I mean, you... It, Nobody has that much time on their hands and that much concentration. Or in the in no. the world of movies, 
and the world of songs, I happened to pick these two and play them together. Yeah. Sure. Now, now I have, I've often been surprised, like, it'd be driving down the road or driving through a town or something, and I'll have something on the radio, and I will look out, and I will see people walking in rhythm with the song, you know, like... I, I think I don't know if everybody does, but I, you tend the human to, brain looks for patterns. It looks for patterns. Right. It looks, yeah. So I can see some of the some of that, you know, um, lining up. But but the no. All right. When uh, I run chipmunk punk along with driving Miss Daisy, it like. <laughs> All right. Uh, other comments, uh, Mr. Heron. When you play a country song backwards, you get your truck back, your girlfriend back, and your house back. That is correct. And you also uh, don't drink the beer, right? That old chestnut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carrie, welcome. Uh, remember Twisted Sisters, big speech epic. Uh, D. Snyder. Yes, Mr. D. Snyder. Referred to Howard. I leave it to Howard to get to the crux of the situation here. Backward masking on vinyl records is like girls wearing a padded bra. It's all for attention. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Gary... Playing forward is bad enough half the time. That is true. They don't have to hide things anymore. It's just kind of there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Gary, also, I tried The Wizard of Oz with 57 songs before I found that <laughs> one that fit. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it was yeah. Michael Bolton. That's the, the hellish <laughs> part. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to go Yanni, but fine. I was thinking Engelbert Humperdinck. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can, can we talk about conspiracy theories without talking about JFK. No. We can't. We can't. All right, so I will say, was there more than one gunman? Yes. Yes. Into the left. Back. Into the left. (laughs) Back. Into the left. All right. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Um... I am not a, I am not, it's no surprise to anyone, I am not someone who would see myself as being on the same page as Oliver Stone politically, but the movie JFK is one of my favorite movies ever because I believe a lot of what was in it. Yeah. And, and I guess, and I was talking to someone about this the other day, interestingly enough, and the person I was talking to said, well, why, why don't they just release all that stuff? What does it matter now? And I... I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever uh, get enough documents released to where we would know that. Uh, but again, I maybe it goes back to um, government distrust. I don't know. But again, I, I'm not sure if we'll ever find out for sure. Do you think at some point it gets to, it gets to where like it's a matter of a, at this point it would do more harm than good, or you know what I mean? Like, do, at some yeah. point, do they yeah. say what good would it even do? I mean. You, Probably so. Well, didn't they release the when they released the? I forget what they were called now. The commission, the Warren, notice, Warren Commission, the Warren Commission, and still like wasn't a lot of it still blacked out and and yeah redacted redacted yeah. So I don't know. Probably won't know in our lifetime. Which can I go on to the other big one? Yeah. I, or are we? Are we? I don't. I know I've kind of gone over the time here, but and I wanted to end with this one because this one is getting interesting. And it's the whole Roswell thing. Roswell and Area 51. That, you know, um, there is 
we have the government and the Air Force, the military have got, um, you know, alien um, technology, body parts, corpses, live, and um, corpses. I heard a really good explanation of this. And the, the, the stealth bomber, about the time that there was a ton, and now this, of course, this is, you know, 70s and everything, but the time where there was a lot of sightings of, um, you know, UFO un- unidentified flying objects was when they were flying the, the B-1 stealth bomber and the stealth fighter. And the government couldn't say, uh, hey, that's one of ours. And that's what counted for a lot of the sightings. But I have to say, I guess the Navy and the government is going to be releasing a report in the next couple weeks because um, of those leaked, um, the fighter jets, the military, where, where the, the flying Tic Tac things, and they're gonna release a report on it. And people are saying it's gonna be one of three things. It's either one of ours that the military doesn't know it exists because it's highly experimental, it's compartmentalized, it's China or Russia's, and they got some really cool stuff. It should worry us. Or it's from out there. And it's a striking that a lot of people think, oh, yeah, they're going to admit it's from out there. Right? And that's going to happen within the next couple of weeks. So we I might be looking back at this. and I don't know that they're going to admit it, but i that's what I believe. I, uh, I think it's pretty remarkable that we are... And, and we don't get political in this show, which we, we continue to, you know, that's one of the things that we've, we've stuck to, you know, because we talk politics, but we don't get, you know, we, we are in, we're not interested in arguing or fighting or discussing politics to the, uh, to the level of, of uncomfortable, you know, I'm, ran- I'm rambling. Um, but I think it's, it's something that our country is, is in such weird, bad shape right now that this stuff's coming and you don't hear about it. Like it's. You're almost finally getting like pretty much the the go ahead that hey there there are extra tra- you know there are UFOs and it's like yeah whatever have you heard about I mean and it's like people <laughs> it's like a, yeah it's, it's, it's an, oh by the way yeah exactly there are I aliens mean, you know uh, Tom DeLong uh, from uh, Blink 182 I mean he has been on this alien course forever well, and has been called it you know has been pushed aside and made fun of for years and years and years and I'd be damned if I he's he's kind of leading he's one of the leading um, voices in this and like worked with the military and things yeah, so it's just going to kind of be a bit interesting that he was kind of uh, brushed aside for so many years and it turns out that he was probably right but do I think that they'll admit to it Brady no I don't no. I think I think they will I think they will have I think our military will have some sort of explanation that makes general population happy and they move on yeah got some uh, other comments here uh let's see howard says yes there was more than one gunman he agrees with that uh savannah there's a conspiracy theory that jp morgan was behind the sinking of the titanic and i've heard that one before john jacob astor i never heard that uh, before part of that as well there's the Rothschild and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> With his wee beady eyes. He's a craven nightly. Before he went teats up. <laughs> oh, there's our reference for the night. <laughs> yeah. Always All had right. a tax murder reference. Uh, 
Howard says it matters because everyone who knows the truth is now part of obstruction of justice, etc. That's true. And Gary says maybe the truth is worse than the theories. That could be as well. Now, That's a good theory. This this next one here, I you're gonna have to explain this one, Miss Wilson, because I'm. That's maybe that's one of those things you taught us in in yeah. literature, and I yeah. Just, the the theory is that William Shakespeare did not write what uh, it was his pen name. He is credited with. Yeah, no, gotcha. not a not a pen well, name. Just he didn't write it. He had a ghostwriter. Yeah. Gotcha. So why she will be able to, Mrs. Wilson will be able to explain it much better, but that's that's the gist of it is that a lot of people think that he was given credit for for things that he didn't yeah. write. Interesting. All right, uh, Gary, every time it's a twelve year old in Iowa. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> We're off Florida man. Yeah, right. Always yeah, Florida man, always. Uh, John, I'm trying to get my friend on here. Well, we uh, welcome anyone who wants to join us. All right, um, Matt. We love it when you push us on other people. <laughs> we, we, we want all of you to spread the yes. word of mouth. We'd, we'd rather you impose us on other people than we impose our, our, ourselves. So are we going to get through an entire topic on conspiracies and talk about UFOs and JFK and not talk about big feats? Big feats. Yeah. Well, we're 41 minutes in. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Are you, are you a Bigfoot believer or not, Brady? I used to be, and now with Google Earth and technologies and things like that, I believe that Bigfoot was... Um, I think that Bigfoot was probably a human with a genetic disorder. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought you'd have been able to do the uh, Superman uh, Bigfoot. Or Flintstones. <laughs> is it B I G F T apostrophe Bigfoot? Okay. okay. Um, are are we trying to? Are you asking me if I agree that all the big feet are one big foot? That all these sightings are of one creature? Or are there multiple big feet? Well, I I do not. I've never believed that there's one big foot. I've believed that there are a race of big a race of big <laughs> foots, big 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 foots. But yeah, that's an interesting take, Eric. I never even thought about that. So so you're saying that there is a group of people out there that believe that there's one big foot. One, only one Bigfoot who is well, just... Well, you, you never hear someone say, I saw a Bigfoot. They true. say, I saw Bigfoot. Yeah. So it's always the same creature. No one ever says, I saw one of the many Bigfeet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you're asking if I would agree that there's only one Bigfoot, no. Are there multiple Bigfeet? Maybe. Maybe. But Am I allowed to vote? Maybe. Yes, you can. Yeah, and that's kind of where I am because, like, for instance, there is a family of circus performers in Mexico where they have that genetic disease where they have a... Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at, just... <laughs> did, did I casually drop circus yes. performers in Mexico? Like, they're my neighbors. But um, but anyway, the Gutierrez is no, I'm kidding. But anyway, they uh, have that disease where they have hair all like 
all over their visages, like where there's not supposed to be. And I think that there's a pretty good possibility. It's kind of like the blue people of Troublesome Creek. There is isolated pockets of these, you know, blue genetic foot. marbles. Blue so you're saying that you think it is a, a case of mistaken identity. You, you're thinking it's I just, do. it's someone with uh, a hair problem and <laughs> that they've been mistaken as Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, and, you know, who's not to say that they were a, a large Bigfoot, you know, that they it was a, a large yeah, size 22 shoe. The only, I just want to say, the only thing that, to me, the most believable evidence would be Prince. Not Prince the Entertainer, but Prince. <laughs> Prince. Prince was definitely not a Bigfoot. Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S, because I don't know that people have as big a feet as the, as the footprints that have been found. But what are these yeah. people seeing? You know, what are they... Uh, and I'm not talking about the blurry photographs that... Uh, the people that have legit, or at least in their head, legit stories of going out yeah. and, and hearing the, these creatures or, or coming face-to-face with these, creature, these creatures, what do they see? I mean, what, what's the explanation? Yeah. You're saying it's the... the uh, uh, it could be people with genetic abnormalities, but, you know, but... And I know that this is a pop culture cliche. I got it. But, and I'm not saying this to be condescending to people or snooty, but they said that, you know, it's never the um, local principal or it's never the dentist or the, you know, it's always a kind of a weird person that lives in a it's the rat mobile housing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the rat it's the barker. Rat barker. It's the rat yeah. barkers, yeah. So, okay. let's go to the next, though. Chupacabra or uh, the uh, Loch, Ness, Loch, Loch Ness Monster. I mean, they all kind of are in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, Cryptoz- cryptids or cryptozoology is what it's called. Okay. So, do, do you believe in the Loch Ness? I think it's a large eel. I, I'm convinced. There is a big, big anus eel that um, it undulates like that. I think it's I a totally carp. I think it's a giant carp. carp. Good <laughs> eating them carp. If we cut out the mud vein. <laughs> um, all right, now, now, we we have another angle on all this that the audience has brought up. All right, so there there is there is the yeti. So you have big feet, and you have the abominable snowman. The abdominal snowman. <laughs> the abdominal snowman. Same creature, differing creatures. Mu- one of the multiple big feats. It's it's a big foot with its winter coat. A skunk ape in Florida. There's a skunk ape <laughs> research center in Florida. Escape. <laughs> Would it be a punk? <laughs> no, that would be up. Up, up, never mind. That was bad. <laughs> well, there's all there's. I mean, there have been other. Um, well, you got Mothman. I mean, how can we forget Mothman? Mothman. And there's another. Isn't there like somewhere in Ohio the uh, red-eyed frogman or something? Or there, there's some sort of. There's probably all Well, the the Mothman was down in Gallup Police. Yeah. And what was it? Yeah. 
so Gary also talks about the Yeti. To catch a Yeti made me a believer. I trust Miatloff implicitly. And who doesn't? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's uh, the Loveland Frogmen is who I was thinking of. Loveland Frogmen. It, it's just a hot. This is a whole other topic. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Let, let's. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna say this, but I have. Way. I have a top. Where's the? I have a eleven most bizarre mythical creatures from Ohio. That might. Let's. Let's save that. Well, we'll save that because uh, people are starting to chime in. We've got the Ohio Grassman. We've got the Loveland Frogman. Frogman. And, and then the uh, Mothman. The red-eyed Frogman at sea. Yeah. And the Wickerman. <laughs> Chronicles. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're 50 minutes in. All right, yeah. So. Yes, we, we will save that. I, I It'll be a three-hour episode. Yeah, right. All right, Brady, thank you. Oh, did I? That was fun. It was fun. A little different flavor, a little bit of a different flavor. Yes. Uh, almost too serious for us. Almost. Almost? But maybe. maybe. <laughs> We'll remedy that right now, won't we, Todd? <laughs> Are you going to do your... Yeah, I need to do my... Housekeeping? I, had to, I had to take a drink first. Okay. Well, your housekeeping? Par- housekeeping? It's a little parched. <clears throat> parched. All right. Uh, I didn't do the housekeeping at the beginning of the show, so uh, go to our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. And while you're there at our podcast, first of all, or at our website, excuse me, you can uh, register for updates on our show on the top of every page on the very right. Uh, there is a uh, registration form. You can get email updates on the show. You can also check into our membership. If you go to uh, playbyyourpodcast.com backslash support, like Bartles and James, we appreciate your support. Um, yeah, you can go to that link, and you will be taken to our uh, crowdsourcing platform called Buy Me a Coffee, and uh, your uh, your support financially helps us out with the different things, uh, like the software we're using uh, has a licensing fee, and uh, among other things. But uh, uh, that support will also help us in uh, our second round of merchandise here very soon. Uh, very soon. Fact, yeah. Brady and I were discussing that whilst Todd was gone. We'll, of course, discuss that with him, and uh, I foresee that on the horizon prior to the end of summer. So uh, keep that in mind as we go along. And uh, thanks to our Earbud Hall of Famers, Joe and Christina Rocky, Chuck Griffin, Allison Chavis, Jessica Longacre, and Savannah Brown for their support. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Todd. Okay. So... In the past, I know we've touched on uh, topics that have uh, we've mentioned mascots. We've mentioned. I know we had the uh, the very funny high school mascot conversation that time when Eric was looking up the the mascots, and we had um we talked a little bit about cereal. I know um, the uh, Toucan Sam was brought up in the uh, uh, Crispy Critters. I, I, we, we we touched on some of this, but I thought we've never done a topic on like brand mascots. There's a couple of directions we can go. I have a few different lists that we can use to guide us. Uh, we could talk about just in general brand mascots that we remember that we we could talk about the ones we hated the most, the ones we liked the most, 
just uh, a, a mixed bag of brand. A, a veritable cornucopia and hodgepodge of yes. mascots. Yes. And so I'll just, just get started. It's, uh, so most of these on this list, as I look through it, I remember, and I think you guys will too. Um, and to start us off, we have the Aflac. Duck. Aflac Duck. And uh, it was introduced in the year 2000. Obviously, the insurance company Aflac. Uh, by the way, anyone know who voices the Aflac Duck? Hmm. Donald? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I do not. Gilbert Is it Ben Affleck. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, you know now yeah. that you mention that, I, I, I think I did hear that once. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <Bert. laughs> and all he did was quack the yeah. Affleck. That's all he did, uh, but that didn't stop him from becoming one of the most famous mascots of the 2000s. Uh, well, we won't get into this, but uh, Gottfried uh, eventually got fired. Um, uh, backlash. Uh, which, by the way, in 2011, that was a bit early for cancel culture, but uh, he was canceled because of some distasteful jokes of his. Uh, really? What do you expect? It's Gilbert Godfrey. I, I've, always, I've always found the Aflac duck to be a bit annoying, mainly because I think ducks are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we have a local story breaking that has been uh, getting a lot of duck attention. Yeah. Uh, so... Is the point of the Aflac duck because a duck quack sounds similar to Aflac? I think I that's saying. it. It's very loose. That is a loose uh, connection there. To... <laughs> so, uh, you're no fan of Donald or Daffy or <laughs> any aforementioned ducks? I don't Art mind. Duck? I, I don't mind cartoon ducks. I love Howard the Duck. It was a great movie. Howard Duck and proud of it. It's <laughs> a great line. But anyway, um, I, I just don't like, I don't know, I, I have, I think ducks are pretty, I don't mind watching them in their natural habitat, but if you've ever been chased by a pissed off duck, then um, it's not hard to hate them. I thought geese were more rascally than ducks. Well, is it, is it the Affleck, isn't it more of a goose? I'm not I mean, a white domesticated duck. duck. But it's the, it's the all white yellow beak. I mean, I picture that as more of a goose. Now, Donald is a duck. He's all white True. with an orange beak. True. All right, moving right on. Uh, in the year 1916, we were introduced to the planter's mascot, Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Didn't he die here recently? He did. I think he did. Was he roasted? <laughs> Obviously, uh, Mr. Shelled. So does he? You know, the best thing about Mr. Peanut, his monocle. I always respect. Monocles are very underused nowadays. They are. They are. Well, he he wouldn't mean, have looked the same had he had full board glasses, spectacles. I mean, think he needed about it. This is a nut. Brady, I don't know where you went. Yeah, your oh, voice what? is gone. Your voice was your, gone. Your, your, your face voice was pixelated. Oh, am I okay now? Yep, you're okay now. Okay. You, you were doing a Megan trainer. Your lips were moving, but no words were coming out. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, sorry. I, I said Mr. Peanut pulled himself from the dirt, literally, 
and went on to great things where he was always seen in formal attire with a top hat and monocle and a cane. I think Mr. Peanut is a uh, success story. I think so, too. I, I also wonder, as I look at him here, he was a, you know, 1960 was pretty early for people to be wearing tights. He's essentially wearing, like, yoga pants or, you know, uh, the, the, very popular now. But in 1916, unless unless his shell is part of his, I mean, is that his I mean, outfit? I don't know how anthropomorphic Peanut's legs usually look, but I don't know why they would put, wouldn't put tights on him. Yeah. Why not? You know, he's called Mr. Peanut, but as I look closely, I don't see anything to... Uh, designate him as a mister so much in the, in his just look inside you'll find it <laughs> find them these <laughs> unless it's one of those rare uh, you crack it open and there are three of them that's always a good surprise <laughs> then he becomes E.T. <laughs> <laughs> is that Cheech or Chong yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. next we have, in the year 1965, uh, Pillsbury introduced the Pillsbury, <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy. There's no way not to like the, the jovial uh, character of, of Pillsbury the Doughboy. Yeah, nobody would want to deal with Surly Dough. <laughs> they probably get like, hey! I just called him here. Pillsbury the Doughboy, but that's not it. It's not his name at all. <laughs> It's just the Pillsbury Doughboy. He's not, it's not like Frosty the Snowman. It's not Pillsbury the Doughboy. <laughs> Could be Pils- Pillsbury T. Doughboy. <laughs> 1952, we have uh, Kellogg's coming out with Tony the Tiger. Hmm. Um, again, I have nothing. So far, oh, I have nothing against chief. any of these mascots. In 1959, National Federation of Coffee Growers of Columbia. Juan Valdez. Hmm. Don't see him much anymore. This is interesting, though. Um, Well, Juan Valdez, the Colombian coffee farmer, has become something of a symbol of Colombian culture internationally. He appeared on the Federation's coffee packaging since 2002. That's kind of hard to believe that it's been that recent. Yeah. Brady, I'm sure you've seen pictures. He's he's like looking into a sun... Rise, sort of thing, right? I think he's that, got into a well, different he has a, in the eighties. He has a horse or a mule or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. next to him, and there's yeah. a mountain range behind him. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I know who you're talking about. Uh, one of my least favorites here in 1999, Geico, the Geico Gecko, which again is I think kind of like the Affleck. I mean, Gecko and Geico just sound similar, so they picked a Gecko. Right. I don't I'm have a problem with him so much. I mean, the commercials are annoying, but just the fact that he's a gecko, like... I, I, but I just have a problem with him walking on his hind legs. <laughs> but what would be That's wrong with silly. having... Why humanize him? Why Why couldn't they just... Why aren't they just proud that he's a gecko and let him scurry on four legs like all geckos do? So you have no problem with an anthropomorph... I can't say it. Peanut. You would like peanut. Peanut. But you have a problem with the gecko walking on his hind legs. I, I do because a peanut, a peanut has no human character. They don't walk at all. No, there's nothing human. But a gecko already is a living creature. 
they walk on four legs. Why have them walk upright? I have never seen a gecko walking upright. <laughs> they didn't have Juan Valdez crawl on four legs. Guess not. Right, next we have Colonel Sanders. He's wee beady eyes. He's <laughs> David Knightley. <laughs> Todd is frozen. Did Todd, oh, is Todd frozen? Now, it gives me an opportunity to go through these uh, comments. All right. Uh, Howard says, mascots are meant to capture your attention. The Aflac duck is effective. That is true. That is true. Uh, sometimes annoyment can be an attention grabber and therefore effective. Uh, hence my, uh, not a mascot, but uh, my disdain for Mike Castrucci and his Ian Milford. Yet I, I have bought many cars from him, so... I, I don't know why I've done that, but I have. All right. Uh, um, I've got one while Todd is frozen because I, I prepped a list also. And uh, well, I, I got all these comments. Can I get through well, the comments first? Go through the comments first. Yeah. All right, uh, Savannah. Her niece got chased by ducks for pork rinds. Again, again, I think I've always heard geese are more surly than ducks, but maybe ducks are surly as well. Uh, Howard, Mr. Peanut. Came about as a young boy created, created by him winning a contest. And Jim says, uh, "Mr. Peanut is a Mister. He has nuts." And I've said, <laughs> uh, "And Howard does yes." Uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy is actually his name is Poppin' Fresh. That I is true. I know that. Yes, that is correct. Uh, also, also says Tony the Tiger was first voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft. Now that man had to be in theater. Yeah, with a name like that. So Howard, uh, that uh, that name sounds familiar, and I'm trying to figure out why it sounds familiar. Uh, Jason, welcome, Jason. Uh, he asked, yeah, why bipedal for the uh, gecko? Uh, Mark Perry, uh, maybe it's the friend that John was trying to get on. Uh, can I, uh, from Canada? Uh, did, hey, is that you, Mark, Mark? Welcome aboard. Welcome. Uh, Allison, geese are horrible in capital letters and will chase you. Apparently, ducks will as well if you have pork rinds. So, Brady, that's the comments. So, uh, you have another one. Oh, yeah, I have a bunch of them. I came from when. when, when he uh, mentioned the topic. I just wrote a bunch down spontaneously. Now, here is one I always had a problem with. I think this is one of the most disturbing mascots if you really think about it. Because his name sounds so harmless and the commercials are harmless, but really think about it. The Tidy Bowl Man. Here is a man that lurks in your toilet in a dinghy. And I had totally forgotten about the Tidy Bowl Man. And he and, and he's privy to you conducting commerce, and there he is in a boat, just <laughs> checking things out. I, I'm weirded out by that. <laughs> What's he checking out? Well, I guess the cleanliness of your toilet, which you know. But and in fairness, he's usually lurking in the tank. But still, um, any product seems like he'd be in the line of fire. Oh if yeah, he's in the dinghy in the toilet. And, you know, and um, the other thing is, is, like, what a disturbing concept. There will be a wee man scrub my toilet whilst I'm on it. <laughs> Not cool. 
So, uh, yeah, not a fan of the Tiny Bull Man. Um, Morris the Cat. Morris the Cat. Yes. Morris, it's Din Din. Uh, you know. Wonder I didn't mind Morris because Morris always had a, a smart alecky comment. He was Garfield before there was Garfield. Oh, was he before Garfield, though? Oh, Morris the Cat's been around since the 50s. Has it Garfield? Yeah, because Garfield was only around in the late like he was created in the late 70s, early 80s. But um, but yeah, um, because ironically they're even kind of the same color, the orange with an orange tabby. But um, but yeah, I wonder how many cats have been Morris over the years. That that'll be a piece of trivia I would like to look up. This will keep me up at night. Um, okay. I've actually heard that before. Really? I'm gonna have yeah. to look that up. Um. What about the the daggone Burger King dude? He's he's pretty creepy. Oh, I'd be terrified if that man showed up with a bag of fast food. I'd, I'd be afraid to take it. He's scary. He, he looks like those guys in the movie uh, have those masks on. Uh, what's it called? Like the guy fox mask. Yeah, yeah. Creepy. Okay. Speaking of fast food, you know, Ronald McDonald over under, but nobody gives enough love to Grimace, who isn't grimacing, or the Hamburglar. Robble, robble, robble. Robble, robble. Robble, robble. <laughs> so, so, what is Grimace? I, I kind of think he, I, I think he kind of <laughs> represents the shape of what's in your colon after you eat it. <laughs> it's the name Grimace. <laughs> I, I, I'm going out on a limb there, but you know, he's happy because it's cash the check, which causes a grimace. The intestinal distress, but I don't know. I have no theory. But, but you're right. He he was called grimace, but he wasn't grimacing. He seemed to be a jovial sort. Yeah, kind of like calling the biggest guy on the field tiny. You know, one of those deals. <laughs> oh, you made me snort. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so see. now, now wait a minute before you go on. So you had Hamburglar Grimace. You had that. What was that bird called? That McDonald's. Um, oh. And I don't think the bird came around until they started serving breakfast. I think that, that was the breakfast mask. Was it early wasn't? bird? It could have been early bird. And then there was the 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 the, the guy. Um, the goblins? Oh, had goblins. The, 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 there was the fry guys or the fry, like... Fry guys, yeah. They, yeah. they look like the Pac-Man ghosts, sort of. Yeah. And there was Mayor McCheese. And he never got any love. He kind of disappeared. He must have been voted out of office. So, so while we're on the uh, restaurant uh, tangent... So, what other restaurant mascots did we have? We, of course, you have Wendy. Yeah. But she, but she was just a she was just a drawing. I mean, right? Did she? She was never based on Dave Thomas's daughter. Right. Um, is there any other restaurant mascots that come to mind? I, I'm I'm positive I'm missing something there, but uh, we got. Uh, 
Um, come some comments here. Uh, oh, the Noid. The Noid. Yeah, the oh. Noid has made a comeback. The Noid. I saw the Noid on a commercial last week. Yeah. The Domino's Pizza Noid. Yes. Are we there? Uh, There's Todd. Todd is here. Can you hear me? Yes. I can. Interesting. So, I'm on my phone. I'll do my best not to make everybody sick by moving my <laughs> But, uh, I can't, uh, I don't, oh. I don't know what happened. My computer is, my computer blew up. That's not oh. good. My mother just texted me. On, on the fast food mascot. Sorry, Todd, we were kind of going on with some mascots. I wrote down the list. We kind of got hung up on fast food. So, my mom just uh, mentioned the cows from Chick-fil-A. Oh, uh, yeah. Eat more chicken. And Howard, obviously Big Boy. We forgot Big Boy. We did. We didn't order his sandwich. He was going to pull out that slingshot and bust a cat one yet. <laughs> so, was the um, I can't. And I can't look at my list. So we'll have to just continue doing what we like are doing and winging this this uh, topic. Uh, most of most of the ones on the list I were looking at weren't restaurant ones, but the big boy. So was Chris's? Was he the was he the mascot for Chris's and Shoney's? Um, no, Shoney's. Okay, so I I've read up on the history of Big Boy, and I don't know like. Sometimes I get on these Wikipedia tangents and I read things, but okay, so Bob's Big Boy was the first big boy in the nation. It was centered in California. Then uh, a gentleman's name was Meyer purchased a uh, franchise for Frisch's for like $100, a big boy franchise, and he started having big boys around here, and it was for Ohio, Kentucky, and he bought out like a bunch of states and he actually owned the Shoney's restaurants around here too. But then they got out of the Shoney's business and Shoney's kind of separated out from Big Boy. But I don't know that they actually ever had the Big Boy mascot. But the difference obviously here is with our Big Boys, they had tartar sauce and the other ones have like um, Thousand Island dressing. That's the Which sauces. The only thing I enjoy tartar sauce more is the Big Boy. Perfect. Uh, every now and then, I don't. You don't I'm, like tartar sauce on your fist? No, I'm I'm a catsup person. Person when it comes to my fist sandwich. <laughs> now, see, Brady, you're crinkling your nose, but I would think you would be more of a fan of ketchup over tartar sauce. Oh, I would take ketchup over tartar sauce. Yeah. Hatred for white condiments. <laughs> yeah. So I've we, got one for you. Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Eric. Well, well we do. Uh, here, here. I, I put this comment up here. Uh, Miss Wilson asked what's up with the blue emu. Um, are, are you talking about the Liberty Mutual emu? Because I'm just, uh, my, my disdain for the Liberty Mutual emu is, and I don't know who I hate worse, the emu or Doug. I, I hate them equally. It, it's just nonsensical. Liberty, the emu and Doug, those are the, like, Doug's the human, and then there's the emu in the commercial. Lemu, emu, and Doug. Doug's 
Doug is a fool. On one of the lists, uh, one of the lists I've been pointing here had a most hated, and Ronald McDonald was high on that list, and that's a fight. Yeah. No reason to hate Ronald. He's uh, a clown. <laughs> that's, that, that's probably is the thing. He's a clown. It, it mentions that about it. It, 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 think of, it thinks of the, whoever wrote the article. They were thinking that it was a lot to do. I can't remember the term for it. The here cloud, some sort of phobia. Yeah. I can't remember it. But real quick, though, while I'm thinking of this, so this little uh, technical mishap with my computer blowing up, and I'm using my phone now. I don't know what it sounds like on that end. I don't know if it sounds different than when I had my headphones it, and my microphone. It does sound different. But... Okay. Well, this maybe opens up some possibilities, though, to we've talked before about taking our show on the road. Um, the fact that yeah. it could be done with a cell phone. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, anything else on the Yeah, absolutely. The Cottonelle Bears. Because nothing moves toilets, toilet paper, like bears. Well, but they're bears with dingleberries. They're dingleberries. <laughs> they put the bear in dingleberries. Well, this is, this I thought is of true. it was the age old question, does it poop in the woods? You know, like, I kind of thought it was a reference to that. Oh, I always assumed it was bear, dingle bear. But aren't they rejoicing the fact that the Cottonelle bathroom tissue does not cause them to have dingleberries? They are, but, but you know, the, the way they know that they need to switch to Cottonelle is there's always that one bear that comes up and turns around and looks like a... Uh, I would up. say... With- I mean, they have a pretty high-fiber diet of berries and salmon. You'd think they would have a healthy poop. Scat. Excuse me, they're bears. They're they're scat. But looks like a Jackson Pollock painting when it's out in the But here's what I... You would think that all bears would... I mean, first off, don't bears always have a, a nature bidet out there, like a stream or a creek or something? I mean... Why would they need any paper? It, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll take the low. I'll take the high road and not make an unbearable joke. <laughs> That's all I got. But, uh, <laughs> what about the Mucinex blob? Uh, a booger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys mention uh, Chuck E. Cheese? No. But, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah a, a rat that sells pizza. Charles Edward Cheese. <laughs> and, his, and his cousin from Mexico, Carlos Queso. Oh, Brady. Does it? I think, <laughs> I think Chuck E. Cheese actually, the name is, I don't think it's Carlos. I think it's, um, I can't remember. Somebody look that up that has the funny. What the E stands for? Oh, I know what I'm thinking of. I'm not. Yeah, look that up real quick. But um, we we were just uh, like entertainment. Like, yeah, Charles Entertainment Charles Cheese. Entertainment cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty haughty name. <laughs> the rat marker must have given him that moniker. Uh, other comments. Um, Mr. Heron is with me. Hate Doug and the Emu equally. 
Uh, Howard, however, loves Doug and the Emu's car. It was his first car. What what car what was that, Howard? I, I, I think I can see it, but I don't know what kind of car it is. Um, Stephanie says uh, Ronald is a creepy clown, and the, there's a faction of people out there that think all clowns are creepy. Yeah. Uh, it did not help that uh, reputation of the clowns at all. Uh, Miss Wilson thought it, the uh, Cottonelle thing went with the Bears in the Woods reference as well. And she brings up an older mascot, restaurant mascot. Yes, Burger Chef and it's Jeff. Jeff. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I have not thought about that since I was five. Burger okay. Chef and Jeff, yes. Was say, that may be almost before Todd's time. Yeah, I, don't, I was getting ready to say I don't remember. Did you guys already talk about Burger King? Yeah. That's one of the creepiest. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he has a guy fox mask on. What is it, you know, between Burger King, Burger Queen, like, why, what's with all the regal, the royal aspirations of burger slingers? Uh, there weren't many Burger Queens around. We had the one in Georgetown, which turned into a Druthers. The one in West Virginia, did too. Brother go to Druthers. I'd druther starve. <laughs> Is that a uh, one if, if you had your druthers? Yeah, your druthers, you'd go to druthers yeah. restaurant. I had a fly poison in my ice cube at druthers. <laughs> I remember that. That's where I think I, I'm going to credit our friend Doug with a I'd druther starve. Are you certain it wasn't one of those? I used to buy those. Uh, Johnson and Smith Company or something like that. And Spencer's, no. This is real. The fly and the ice cube gag, that old chestnut. Alright, uh, Mike, welcome Mike. Surprise Peter has a protested emu usage, that is true. Uh, Howard, now I rarely do I call Howard into question, but I'm going to have to call Howard into question on this. Uh oh, uh oh. Okay, Burger Queen, I do believe, was bought out by Burger King. However, Burger Chef, I believe, was bought out by Hardee's. There was a royal usurping of power there. <laughs> there was. The, uh, the, the, uh, the king had the queen beheaded. <laughs> Why is there no Burger Prince or Princess? Well, who wants who wants to eat a uh, sibling burger? The Burger Duchess. <laughs> There's Duchess Chili. The Burger Viceroy. I'm trying to think of it. The Earl of Burger. <laughs> well, there's an Earl of Sandwich. True. Yeah. All right. Any other mascots we want to touch upon here? Uh, uh, let's see. I think there's more. I, I mean, there are uh, probably tons of them. But, oh, uh, the Gorton's Fisherman. He's nameless, but, you know, he, he will always have a yellow slicker and a salt and pepper beard. <laughs> but the sea is on his face. He's seen things. Yeah. He has seen things. A weather-worn but he smells like visage. A, smells like a giant fish stick. <laughs> do, 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 the Gorton's Fisherman. Are you thinking of South Park, right? Yeah, I am. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Well, 
I got my disdain out for uh, Lemu, Emu, and Doug. I think it's the only one I really wanted to touch upon, which I have done here before. So, uh, yeah, Howard does. Says a little Caesar's guy. That's that's one we missed also in restaurants. Um, trying to think of anything else that pops into my mind in regard to mascots. Not sure I can think of anything else. Yeah, I, uh, I apologize. I said I didn't know what's going on. If I'm making people dizzy, I'm kind of making myself dizzy. <laughs> Harder than you think just to hold a phone steady and stare into it. Do you have a wireless charger? Um, what do you mean? Like I have a wireless charger oh, just where the phone just sits there. Said, no, I have nothing like that. I am I am thinking about trying to profit in some way. But like I said, my, my computer is still frozen on the the uh, green yard screen. I can't even turn this thing off. I've never not been able to turn a computer off before. Any tech people out there, what can I do if my computer just won't turn off? Holding the power button didn't work? No. Hmm. Interesting. Very. Well, I'll have a week to fix it. All right. Uh, once again, visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com, and you can check out our isms on our website. And we've now added Bigfoot <laughs> to the isms. Bigfoot. Um, it is a link on our website on the menu. You can uh, see the uh, glossary of our isms and uh, find out what in the world we are talking about. Okay. Topic three, as usual here, uh, the gain. It has been it's been six weeks, but it is time once again for Misery Index. Misery uh-huh. Index. Okay, so gentlemen, and I was thinking uh, the other day we played so many games. Maybe we should get dry erase marker boards instead of using paper. That'd be a good idea. Good idea. Yeah, but uh, we'll explore that another time. So. You will need paper for our gain. Is that and, better, Fiscus? Uh, I have the, I have a prop. Yes, yes, much better. You never guess what I'm using. A fountain. <laughs> 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 I'm afraid to ask. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a rubber bouncy ball and a uh, uh, a computer mouse. So Whatever works. I am the MacGyver of this podcast. Uh, so, uh, touch back upon our mascots, the Marlboro Man, Miss Wilson. Yes, uh, Good call. And he died of cancer from smoking. All right, uh, Mr. Heron, uh, tech guru, says remove the battery. Maybe that'll work. So you can look into that. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it afterwards. Yeah. All right, so Misery Index, uh, again, to, uh, let our audience know or remind our audience if you have not uh, seen us play the Misery Index before I will give a scenario to uh, our players here our co-hosts, they will play the game and uh, essentially it is a Misery Index from 1 to 99 so 1 being the least amount of misery caused by said scenario and 99 being the most misery caused by said scenario and uh our uh, co-host once again will play the game and uh, we will go back and forth and uh, refresh my memory gentlemen we we do this uh, one of you guesses the other one goes higher or lower is that correct we play this card shark style 
Yeah, we did. Kyle King roll. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, again, one of our hosts will uh, guess a uh, number on the misery index for said scenario, and the other one will have the ability to say higher or lower, and the one who is correct will get the points. So, Todd, in honor of your return, we will allow you to go first. And uh, I'm shuffling the cards. cards. All right, first misery index situation. Oh my. Todd? Yes, sir. You fart loudly and repeatedly at a funeral. Just, what, is this my misery or the people around me's misery? Uh, I, I'm making an assumption it would be your misery. Okay. You have such intestinal distress, you cannot control your flatulence, and this is your, your embarrassment misery index. That's the way I would take it. So do I need paper? Or do I just say it? Well, I guess you can just say it since the other person is going to say higher or lower. I would think, number one, it would depend on whose funeral it is. Um, I would I would think if it were a family, it wouldn't be near as bad than if you were at, like someone that you didn't know as well, you know? But I'm going to stay about right in the middle at... <laughs> Fitty? Gave you a little bit of room there, Brady. Fitty two. Fitty two. Yeah. Fitty two. All right. Since I'm going to have to go with the average answer, mine would be like 99. I, I just think that would just be mortifying. I would die. <laughs> anyway, but I think that um, there are, since we probably have some press respondents, I'm going to go lower. Lower than 52. Lower than 52. So the situation is, again, fart repeatedly at a funeral. Misery index number is 16. 16 on the misery index. The break. Uh, so. Oh, my gosh. So there's, Brady there's, gr- for- there's grieving people, and you're adding to their grief. And not only that, but I mean, what what if it was, oh, daggone, I I, I don't even know. I could just think of all kinds of terrible scenarios. Yeah, that'd be awful. What if it were at somebody's funeral where they would have been like, you know, so-and-so would have enjoyed that. You know, know, that's why I'm taking the, I I, I cannot think of any situation. Others might enjoy it, but I would feel, I would feel crass and you know yeah. tacky well if you're ever at mine I feel free to, feel to let it rip I want you to feel free to let it rip I want you to enjoy yourself and be comfortable don't be this uptight. is for Todd yes don't be uptight have somebody pass you the microphone right before you do it <laughs> hey and you know what to do with that microphone Brady <laughs> great yeah. to the, great to the <laughs> 
All right, uh, so the audience chimed in here. Uh, Mr. Heron, can you blame the fart on someone else? No misery. Zero, if you can blame it on someone else. Uh, Howard, oh no, funeral flatulence 20 was his guess. Uh, Gary said lower, which uh, Brady said was correct. Oh, Miss Wilson. Miss uh, Wilson says you say, I can't believe they didn't embalm here. Ah, uh, nicely played, nicely played. We right. love you, Ms. Wilson. Yes. Okay, Brady. Here's your scenario. Okay. Your partner screams ex-lover's name during sex. What is Jackie your misery? Ray. I think... <laughs> 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 if you will. Um, <laughs> odd times. Um, uh, um, I am going to say seventy-five percent. Seventy-five. 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 Todd, higher or lower than seventy-five? Much lower. Much lower. Okay, I, I find the picture this interesting here. Uh, we have a trombone that says "womp womp." I'm not sure. Not sure how that ties into the uh, the scenario, but indeed, that is the picture on the card. So, the misery index partner screams ex lover's name during sex is fifteen point five. So it is much lower. So Todd, yeah, big deal roars back to a one-to-one tie. All right. Next scenario. It is <laughs> interesting that we mentioned this earlier. Todd, very simply, the uh, scenario is anima. <laughs> That's all the card says, anima. Are we talking uh, voluntary? Uh, <laughs> Is there an involuntary one? <laughs> well, I mean, like... The mean streets of Sardinia, somebody's <laughs> tipping mean, like, somebody upside down and giving I'm them the fleet. Talking like... Uh, <laughs> medical procedure to where, like, you're, this has to happen. Like, are we talking, like, uh, maintenance? Are we talking... Uh, Brady just does not hesitate. Uh, Todd says 20, and Brady says higher for the enema. By the way, I forgot to go to the audience on their uh, answers to uh, the previous situation. Once again, that was uh, your partner screams your ex-lover's name during sex. Josh asked, are you married? Uh, Card didn't really say. But uh, Wilson said lower. Jim said lower. Uh, Josh qualifies if you're married higher, if not lower. <laughs> uh, Howard, sexual substitution, 79. Uh, Josh says 51. Uh, this is for the anima question. Uh, Josh says 51. Howard says unexpected anima is 45. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd says 20. Brady says higher. 
immediately hot. So there's your picture, Enema, which, uh, again, is an odd picture. 14.5 is the Misery Index. I would say the anime itself would not be the Misery. It would be what kind of came immediately after the anime. Maybe not. Might be pure relief. Joy. Yeah. (laughs) Happy, happy. Exaltation. (laughs) Oh... Right All right. The, I'm seeing a pattern here. Yes. <laughs> All right, Brady. Yes. Your scenario. You fall into a septic tank. You fall 80. into a septic tank. 80. 80. All I can think about is that poor soul the Brown County Fair and they had portalettes where it broke and she fell into the filth in the cess. And, um... Well, that wasn't a portalette. That was like an outhouse that had a wooden floor, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's always there's so much... You, you never know the surveyed. You never know how they're going to think because are we talking fell in it and then immediately was able to, to get pulled out? Are we talking fell in it had to wait until the ship was over eight hours later, or we thought never got out of it, or we thought, no. I'm going to stay a little lower. A little lower than 80. Yeah. All right. Now, I would say if you look at the picture on the card, you see that the uh, character has fallen into the septic tank head first. I think that would immediately raise the amount of misery in this whole situation. However, according to the card, the misery index for falling into a septic tank is 41. 41. So, Todd, correct. Guessing the lower. I'm a soft, soft person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do seem to find misery in a lot of situations. Yeah. No farting, no, uh, no fun at all, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, guess. <laughs> uh, Josh had said 75 for his guess, and uh, Howard says the old slip would be 90. So, uh, both were a little high on that. Okay, so we are to Brady's guess, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Mine. Brady picked 80 and I Oh, that's correct. That's correct. That's correct. Okay, next scenario. (laughs) All right, Todd. Mm -hmm. Your mom catches you doing the five-knuckle shuffle. That's not what the card says. (laughs) Is that stealing from a store? (laughs) Are we talking that... That's the five-finger discount, Brady. Are we, talking, are we talking to 14 or 44? I mean, are we, uh... The card does not qualify that. All it says is your mom catches you. 85. 85. <laughs> uh, and again, uh, the Misery Index card with the picture of a person having their hands sawed off by a, uh, a hand saw. 
I don't know what that has to do with. I thought it was a pair of glasses with the side. That's what I thought it was. It was a Yoko Blind reference. It's a hand saw. Okay. All right, so thank you, Blake. Blake thought my description was funny. All right, so your mom catches you doing your business. Misery index number is 42.5. Did they just ask a bunch of people at San Quentin these questions? (laughs) That's the first one, Brady, that I am on your side about. Uh, A little fart. Let me get a funeral. You gotta toughen up, man. Yeah, I I would have to agree. I did. That's to to not even make it halfway up the misery index. I, I don't. I don't care what age you are. I think that would be. Very embarrassing. But wouldn't you agree that the older the age, the higher the number? <laughs> I don't know about that. Next. <laughs> I mean, you're mortified by everything when you're a teenager. Uh, Howard says, yeah, I would have just died. <laughs> oh, Howard thinking of uh, what Aunt Wanda would have said to that. Uh uh, Mr. Heron, lower but not much from uh, 80. And actually, it was much lower than 80. All right. So, uh, who, who got that? Me. Can I put the point on? Four to one? Four to one. Are we playing to five? And then... Uh, For our new listeners, this is usually where I catch fire, typically. Yes. Indeed. All right. Brady? Yes. Again, the card simply says pubic lice. Remember getting in trouble on the uh, bus singing that song in a freshman year or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of his. The, our favorite George Carlin thing. We got any little critters running around, Mrs. Critter? You mean cramps? Um, <laughs> I am going to say thirty. Burger though. What was that, Todd? We didn't say cheeseburger though. Correct. Yeah. Thirty. I'm trying to. I'm putting my finger in the pulse. You're trying to play the game now, aren't you, Brady? Yeah, I am. I, I'm taking my feeling. I'm just going to say thirty. So Brady says 30 to pubic lice. Todd? Higher, Todd says, Todd says higher. <laughs> uh, Gary asked the question, what's the misery index for talking about it, Brady? <laughs> uh, Howard's guess, 62.8. Uh, again, I, if some of these things have 0.5, 0.8, I'm not sure how you get the point. Whatever. My mother is listening tonight, so. Experience. That's how you get the, that's how you get the decimals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blake says higher. So, uh, there's your picture. The hell is it? What? Why is his crotch blowing a bubble? I think he has a tumor. The bubble has a louse in it. That elephantitis. (laughs) Yeah. So, misery index number for pubic lice is. He's going to pull a Brady and sit on that thing. (laughs) 43. 43. Of course, it is. Todd once again with the uh, with the point dominating dominating five one 
So she, <laughs> what are we playing to here? Brains being left. Keep going. How long are we into the podcast for you? No, um, we're at 140. Let's keep going. Let's do a couple more. Right. My, uh, my computer crashing on my topic bought us some time. All right. So uh, let's see who's up. Todd, you up? Yes, sir. All right. Situation, a spider crawls into your ear. Oh, 98. <laughs> 98. Uh, just short of if a shark crawled into your ear, right? Yes. I, I, I know I'm pretty much giving that point away to Brady, but that's how, that's how strong I feel about a spider crawling uh, Yeah, head. mine is lower. I mean, I wouldn't like it, but I, I won't. I, that doesn't freak me out as like other things does. I'm going to say lower. What if you had a funeral and it farts in your ear, Brady? <laughs> what if you're, you're on a butt and a spider farts in your ear? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Uh, but what so, if your funeral and it farts in your ear, Brady? <laughs> All right, so the scenario is spider crawls into your ear. Todd says 98, Brady says lower. Misery index number is... 44, 44. All right, so uh, Ms. Wilson thought of uh, Cheech and Chong's Buster the Body Crab. <laughs> We're talking about pubic lice. Uh, Candace, OMG, I would die if that happened to me. Just kill me. I'm assuming she was talking about the spider in the ear. Are you talking about uh, pubic lice, Candace, or the spider in the ear? <laughs> uh, Howard says, I'm with you, Todd, on the... Candace 44, that's BS. I agree, Candace. Talking about the spider. Uh, Mr. Heron, that actually happened to a teacher in, uh, in the high school this past year. Are we talking about pubic lice or the spider in the ear? <laughs> we leave the spider in the ear. We have to have clarification. And uh, Candace does verify OMG Todd the spider, is what yeah. she was referring to. And uh, Blake, Blake's still laughing about the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> Can't believe you guys never heard that. I believe Candace on vacation right now, so have a very. I think correct if I'm wrong, but vacation. Well, that's cool, Candace. Thank you for spending your vacation with us. I might be wrong. I, I'm probably. I'm All right, so uh, Howard asked another question. What if you're getting an animated funeral that causes you to fart while a spider crawls into your ear? That is just ultimate. That old chestnut. Misery. <laughs> uh, Candace is on vacation, is a little tipsy, and she says, shh. <laughs> okay, we won't tell anybody. Day at the end. <laughs> All right. Love you, Candace. Have fun. Uh, all right, who's up? Uh, Brady. I always forget. Uh, in honor of Candace, whose uh, condition may uh, come about here, uh, well, maybe not this whole scenario, but uh, maybe the hungover part. All right, uh, Brady, you wake up hungover with a tattoo on your ass. <laughs> oh, 
Are we talking about my posterior or my pet donkey? <laughs> Uh, according to the picture on the card, it would be your posterior. With that, you've got a screwed up looking pet donkey. <laughs> yes. Um, and this would kind of depend on what the tattoo is, but I'm going to say 50. All right, 50, Brady says, uh, hungover with a ta- wake up hungover with a tattoo on your ass. Todd, higher or lower than 50. I agree. I mean, if the tattoo says, like, Backstreet Boys or something. Or if it's a My Little Pony or something. But if it's an anchor and it says Mom on it or something like that, that's pretty tough. That's a, that's a Navy tattoo, right? Um, what you said what, Brady? He says Fitty. I said Fitty. White Lower. Lower than Fitty. So wake up hungover with a tattoo on your ass. Misery index number is 38.5. Yeah, your ass. Five. <laughs> All right. So our score, six to two, Todd in the lead. And uh, Candace, OMG, that's fantastic. Ass tat, go Brady. Uh, Blake's still laughing. I'm not sure if Blake's still laughing at my uh, description of doing business or about the ass tattoo. Uh, Howard, as long as it doesn't say property of Bubba, it's a five. What if it's an M on each cheek? Uh, Well, if it's M on each cheek, if you stand on your head, it might say, wow. Oh, my. And, and the comment was, I didn't even get to read the comment. Uh, Candace says, a mom tattoo on your butt is just wrong, Todd. So uh, Todd tried to qualify there with a standing on the head. Couldn't say wow. <laughs> uh, Mr. Heron said higher there, and the answer was lower. So, Candace, if you're on vacation and you're um, partaking a little bit, you know, are you going to wake up with tattoos tomorrow? Hey, oh, you never know. If you do, it should say play it by your podcast. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. We're going to plant that seed right there. There we go. It should be play it by your podcast. <laughs> Brady, it's what? not what I meant. Not what I meant. We'll have the guts, Candace. <laughs> uh, all right, Todd. Just so people know, Candace is a friend of mine. So people who don't know us are probably freaking out saying, I can't believe they're saying that. She says she may indeed do that. Now she's she says a tat. Now that to be continued, could that be the okay. play by your logo? In fact, um, any of our listeners, if you want to get a play by your tattoo, and you know, we, we will we will show the picture evidence on our Facebook right. page. All right, Todd. Here's your scenario. Once again, it's just simply one word: hemrods. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Or hemorrhoids if you're nasty. Hemorrhoids if you're female. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> What's that disease when... Uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I turn into Harry Carrier for a minute. I don't know why. Huh. Oh, hemorrhoids. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, 
44, Brady. Higher or lower than 44? One of the most horrific stories I've ever heard was the famous director, Kevin Smith, telling about the case of hemorrhoids that he got. That he said, you know, broken bones, busted teeth, nothing compared to this, where he cried for like 15 hours, like, like cried for 15 hours after hemorrhoids had turned into anal fissures. So, um, I'm going to discount this story because it might be coloring me a bit. I'm going to say 30. So, so you're saying lower. Oh, Frank? What did Todd say? 44. Lower. Lower. All right. uh, I do appreciate the picture on the card of the flame coming out of the rear of the stick figure. Hemorrhoids. Misery index number is... 40, so just barely lower. Barely. Brady, <laughs> barely. Um, so Brady gets the point. Uh, so that makes it 6 to 3, our score. All right. Um, <laughs> a couple comments. People still talking about the uh, tattoo. Uh, Ms. Wilson says maybe it should say play it by rear. Nice, nicely done. Uh, Blake uh, laughing about the Backstreet Boys tat on the rear. All right. Well, gentlemen, we're an hour and 50 in, so... uh, Let's go to... Do a couple more here. Yeah, let's go to 10. What's that? Let's go to 10. That's a good number. Let's go to 10. All right. Okay, uh, Brady... Yes. I believe, I don't know what your feelings on this now are. I believe once in your life this would have been tragic. Matter of fact, I experienced this with you, and it was tragic earlier in your life, so I don't know what you feel about it now. Uh, The scenario is disastrous haircut. Disastrous haircut. First of all, Brady, do you know what I'm referring to when I've said I've experienced that with you? Are you talking about when the girl not put the uh, clipper on and shaved a bald spot at the side of my head? I don't think it was all the way bald because you, you were you made a, you made a particular reference to what your hair looked like. Do you remember what that reference was? Is it is it inappropriate? No, it wasn't. Oh, what? Well, what 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 did I look like? You you said you said you looked like you had fur. <laughs> Tell this story. I was rocking a luscious mullet. This was like 1989. And I was visiting the Brown County Fair back from Ohio State. And um, the girl, I just wanted a little bit of trimming around the, on, on the business night, not the party side. And she forgot to put the, she, she forgot the flipper on. And she went, and, and it just like, I had a fur spot right on the side of my head. And the lady who owned the establishment, you know, was mortified and tried to fix it. And obviously she did not make me pay. 
adult hat. <laughs> like I had change. <laughs> now, uh, mind you, this was a not only a mullet, but it was permed in the back. Oh, that's all natural, baby. There was no perm back there. That's had wavy locks. Wavy locks. Wavy locks. Which, by right, the way, so. which, by the, can, can we stop there for a second? I was looking through the uh, graduation picture, you know, the, every year the, the our local paper puts all the graduates there. So they, guys, there are more mullets. Oh, the mullet has made a comeback. Yeah. It's gone beyond a comeback. There were, I, I checked this out. I double checked. I looked at my high school yearbook, and there are more mullets per hundred now, now than there was back then. Correct. Correct. Funny, I looked at my high school yearbook and I saw Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and see, so you looked at her high school yearbook and saw Brady. And then yeah, I am in the background. <laughs> and PJ looked at his high school yearbook at Lynchburg and saw Brady. Yep. You know, Brady, we should have called the uh, Guinness back in the day. You might have, you might, you could be in the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm the Forrest Gump of high school yearbooks. (laughs) Okay, so so to qualify that, so we're telling stories and not giving any context. So Brady appeared in Eastern High School's yearbook for like a 15-year straight period. Yeah. Anytime there was a homecoming, a basketball tournament game, I was lurking in the background. I think Brady paid off the yearbooks through the yearbook. Here's the funny part. I was probably in the yearbook more after high school than I ever was in four years of high school. <laughs> well, and, and not to mention someone like me, not that I necessarily was upset about not being captioned in the yearbook very much, but the one picture that was meant for me as a senior, Brady, like, stuck his head in the background. It's like, you know, can't can I even have any, like, my picture and you... <laughs> you know... I think that uh, one... Well, of course you don't remember. There are so many, you don't remember them all. I think that one guy's a testicle in the track team picture. You see the guy's testicle breaking the back. <laughs> that, that was my sister's senior year, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. There was a, uh, a track photo, right? A wardrobe mishap. In the track this photo. the days before digital editing and everything. Long before Janet Jackson's uh, wardrobe, uh, there was a particular malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we, we have gotten way off on the tangent now. So, disastrous haircut, Brady. Disastrous haircut. 55. 55. Todd? Uh... Speaking from someone who has driven to like three great clips in the same night to try to get my hair fixed after disaster haircuts. I'm gonna st- I'm still gonna go lower though. Lower. Yeah. Lower than fifty five. Because the disaster haircut can always be fixed, or can usually be. Correct. Alright. Disastrous haircut, misery index number is eleven point five. 11.5. See, I think it's a bunch of men that answered, though. <laughs> that that well, could be. We are men. <laughs> I swear. We're men. Manly men. 
seven to three. Um, gentlemen, we're an hour and fifty six yeah. in. Plus, there's no way he can come back. It's no. Good. Yeah. Uh, Brady, Brady, do concede the misery index? Are we going to bet? We could bet. Do it. All right. Okay, you must bet at least half of your points. That's the rules. All right, so we'll bet on one final scenario. Well, this one we got to put a number, right? Yes, you do have to put a number. The, this is the three and nine. I'm doing it all. All right. <laughs> all right. You do have to write your uh, your bet. Of course, Brady already said his bet, but. Uh, and you have to write a number to the scenario, and the closest one, we're not playing prices right rules, so closest one total, even if you're open. All right, so here's the scenario. You're locked out of your house whilst naked. Locked out of your house whilst naked. A couple comments here uh, while you're writing. Uh, Candace uh, on the mishap haircut says that she thought it was pretty high, 65. Turned out to be 11.5. And uh, Mr. Heron, the mullet was not a good look then. It still isn't. That is correct. So basically, these kids have brought back the 1980s in hairstyles and clothing styles. Yep. Hey, uh, ironic mullet. Are rat tails back yet? Rat tails are not back yet. I figure they may be next. What about Rat the, markers are next. What about the three, uh, the, kids? the racing stripes? Yeah, those have never went away in elementary school. Yeah, you still ride. see those up on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those will pair nicely with a mullet for a rat tail. Correct. All right. So Brady, you're you're losing. So we will look at your. Uh, answer first here and you I have already said you're betting it all betting it all so for a possible six points or a possible zero locked out of your house whilst naked what's your I number say 70 70 all right Todd what was your bet you bet four so got the half in 35 is his number so locked out of your house whilst naked. Misery index number is 36.5. Todd almost got it on the nose. I know somebody who that kind of happened to, um, where she was outside and had like a towel wrapped around her because she was stepping out on the front porch to let the dog out. And the dog took out after a varmint and it jerked her arm. It was a large dog, which caused her to drop the towel she was mortified. <laughs> uh, gotta hate that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hate that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, so our final score, Misery Index, Todd 11, Brady, Goose Egg, Nil. All right, good game, gentlemen. Good game. Good game, good, game. good episode. Good game. All right, uh, Miss Wilson, try to keep an eye on the photo bombing and the yearbook picks, but I guess Brady blended too well. <laughs> and in fairness, and, and you know we joke, but because our 30th was last year, you know, I, I looked at the yearbook, and um, 
it was just uh, kind of just like um, a lot of it was just kind of like me not photobombing, but I'm just kind of in the background, like drinking a pop or something like that. It, a lot of, but but one there was one very good photobomb, which I never I couldn't believe it made it in. Steve, and, and little do we know that was called photobombing back then. No, yeah, just just did it. Yeah, I I, uh, I am sure that over the years the joke has gotten a little bit uh, exaggerated. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but I do remember you being in, a, in at least one or two of my heroes. Yeah, it's probably because I was supporting your your hardwood uh, exploits. There you go. Probably cheering in the background for my friend. Right. <laughs> But the thing is, if you're if you're actually in the background, you're supposed to stay in the background, not cock your head up into the picture so you can be seen. Yeah. Hey, I have a face for camera. Funny, it, and also it was a problem that you had a, a tuxedo on, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. You did. Yeah. Although right. we had some grown ass men at our, at our prom back in the day. I remember that. Yep. All right, so uh, as we round out this show, remember our audio uh, version of this podcast will come out Friday morning at 3 a.m. You can find it most anywhere uh, you can find a, an audio podcast. And obviously the video side, you see us right now on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. And those will be archived on all of those platforms. So you can watch later or if you know of someone who was not able to watch tonight. Again, they'll be archived there so you can... Uh, pick them up there uh, go, again go to our website you can find our uh, our uh, social media uh, links and uh, visit our Facebook Twitter Instagram uh, email admin at playbyyourpodcast.com uh, many different ways to interact with us and uh, as always we appreciate uh, you being here and uh, good job baby says Celia Thanks, uh, I, I, uh, th- thanks for calling me, baby. I appreciate it. Well, that sure, sure as hell wasn't talking to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks again uh, to my uh, fantastic village, by the way. Yes, thank you again, Howard. Howard. All right, uh, once again, uh, we're discussing a uh, new line of merchandise, or we will be. Todd has not been on that discussion yet, but uh, we will be. Again, uh, look for it prior to the end of summer. That's the plan. So, anything else for the good of the order, gentlemen? I don't think so. All righty. Take us out.
Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.